Hi, Amanda. Hey, now. Just chilling. Just see, you're trying to bring back the just chilling, and you're not going to get me to say it. I'm sorry. I'm just not going to do it. I don't believe in it. And um, I said it once in front of some students, and after you told me that that was the thing to say, and they kind of looked at me funny. So I think you're setting me up. I think we're going back to the first episode when you set me up with the whole Tiger King, Carol Baskin. And uh, I'm, I'm not going to trust anything you say, but that's okay. That's hey, <laughs> so I'm excited today. We've got uh, we've got two guests coming in. Um, I know you've got a little bit of a band background, right? Oh yeah, it's very close to my heart. <laughs> awesome. So we are we. I have uh, Dr. Kevin Simons, who is in charge of the choir program, and then also Dr. Norman Wicca, who are going to join us here in a few minutes, and uh, they're going to talk a little bit about those extracurricular activities and kind of how students can get involved even as we go in here. So let me see if I can't get them to join us. Oh, here we got our first one. Dr. Simons, can you hear me? There he is. Hey, how are you? I'm great, Nick. How are you? Awesome. Dr. Wicca, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Thank you both for joining Amanda and I today. We, uh, we were just talking, and uh, Amanda has a little bit of a musical background, too, but we're not going to put her on the spot in front of you guys, the professionals. Oh, yeah. oh come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, she's been, I might, I might have to, because she's, she's been leading me down the, the, the path, the wrong path all along. I can see it in your face, Amanda. You're already nervous, which makes me happy. So <laughs> I won't do it, I promise. So, so thank you so much, both of you, for joining us. You know, today we wanted to talk to students, uh, we wanted to talk about ways in which students can get involved at SVSU, kind of follow their passion. Um, that was one of the things that came up several times in some of the questions that students were asking us as part of this video podcast. And lo and behold, I think we both had the same idea at the same time. You guys reached out and we're talking about some of your programs. So I want to ask first, could you kind of give us an overview of some of the musical programs that all students can get involved in? Um, and then also, do they have to be music majors in order to do some of those things? So I'll let uh, Norm, if you want to start first, that would be great. Sure. Um, the one thing to keep in mind is that SVSU, at SVSU, you absolutely do not have to be a music major to be involved in musical ensembles. Our musical ensembles are open to anybody on campus who has a musical background. Um, our ensembles do fall into two different categories. We have auditioned ensembles, um, which require an audition, and then non-auditioned, which are which are open to anybody. Awesome. Cool. So we have um, a variety of instrumental and choral ensembles, and because that was part of your question, also, yeah. right? So um, we have marching band in the fall, uh, concert band wind ensemble, jazz ensemble, and combos. And then we also have two choirs, uh, Cardinal Singers, which is auditioned, and then Concert Choir, which is which is not. But like like uh, Norm said, everything is open to, to anybody, regardless of major. Awesome, very cool. Um, so like for those like ensemble and choral um, kind of ensembles, um, which ones exactly would like 
say a student have to audition for and how do you audition for them? Sure. So for Cardinal, Cardinal Singers is our auditioned ensemble and it's smaller, um, but we actually from the beginning have always had non-majors that have been a part of it. Um, and the audition uh, changed a little bit because usually I run them in person. Uh, and so for this year, uh, it's a little different. Um, and so folks are able to upload a video uh, of their singing and I have a private um, YouTube channel set up where students can upload a video of them singing whatever they like uh, and then just a, uh, a scale just so that I can uh, hear them without without any accompaniment. You don't have to have piano or a track. You can do it a cappella. Um, that's that's totally fine. So if people want to um, want to do that audition, they just need to send me an email and I can I can shoot them the link for where to upload it. And nobody else sure. sees the video except for me. So you, I'm not going to put it out there, uh, you know, on my personal Facebook page, followed by thousands. Um, um, my process is, is very similar to um, the choir process. On the uh, band side, our auditioned ensemble is the wind ensemble. And um, students that want to do uh, wind ensemble just need to email me and um, I'm sure my email address can pop up on the screen here anytime. Um, yeah. But um, just email me and I will send them an email with the audition requirements. It's very similar to uh, most auditions. There's a couple of scales and then a um, two contrasting pieces, a slow piece and a fast piece, just so I can hear um, both sides of the playing. And that I, I didn't go so far as Dr. Simons did to set up a YouTube page. They can just email me the videos. And again, I promise, like like he did, I promise that they won't be seen by anybody except me. Um, I think, and I think so, we may have a good idea here, guys. I'm just saying, if we get some of those, we could probably, I mean, American Idol made a whole career out of this, didn't they? <laughs> well, yeah, they did. They did. Um, <laughs> we wouldn't do that. We won't do that. No. Yeah, but the... Um, the uh, that that's that's really the the audition the audition process it's it's you know it's um fairly painless it's as smooth and easy as we can make it and comfortable for everybody um with a video audition you know you play and you're not happy with it you just start again and you can take as many tries as you need to get something you're happy with and send in uh you know some of your very best playing for us to for us to hear then I have one more quick question. This is just like for me personally. I kind of want to know: Do you guys have like a mallet percussion ensemble within SVS? There is a percussion ensemble. Um, percussion ensemble does a variety of of music, including a lot of mallet works. Uh, I won't say it's exclusively mallets because it's not. It's it's all kinds of different things and. When you start to get into the percussion ensemble world, you start to deal with questions like, what is an instrument? And, um, <laughs> you know, uh, that that type of thing. And you explore things like that. Can we make this sheet of paper into an instrument? Um, the answer to that is, yes, you can. I've done it. Um, but there is percussion ensemble, and uh, that is an ensemble that is open to anybody. Uh, there is not a strict... Uh, 
audition process for percussion ensemble. Rather, it's done by instructor permission. So um, that's one that if somebody was interested in, they could contact uh, Dr. Brandon Haskett, uh, who's the music department chair, and make contact about uh, participation in percussion ensemble. Awesome. There you go, Amanda. <laughs> you got you signed up. I like it. Um, I have a question. So we talked about the audition process. What about some of the the, organ the the groups and organizations that students can join that don't have an audition? How do they find out about those and what are they? Sure. So, oh, go ahead, Norm. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, okay. So for uh, on the instrumental side, our non-audition ensembles are marching band, uh, concert band, and pet band. Basketball pet band, yep. So I'm gonna I'll talk about each one of those. Um, the process for joining marching band um, is is very easy. There's two steps to it. One is to register for the class, MUS 184, um, and then the second step is to there's an online um, information form which just helps me for planning purposes, and you can find that on the music department website. If you just go to um, svsu.edu slash music and find the marching band button that will take you to that form. Um, you fill that out and you're in. And then I will send you all the information about band camp and getting the season started. Uh, concert band is the same way. Concert band meets in the winter semester and it's non-audition. All you need to do to be a member of the concert band is register for the class. Um, you know, as for the, the larger question, and, and, and Kevin can talk about joining concert choir, um, but the larger question, how do you find these ensembles? Um, go to the music department website, um, the svsu.edu slash music, and there is a, a button on there, ensembles, and that lists all the ensemble offerings. It lists everything that you need to do to join. Um, all that information is right there. Uh, now, basketball pep band, I'm going to talk a little bit about because it's a little different. Um, marching band and concert band are both classes. Pep band is not a class because it straddles. Basketball season starts typically first of November and runs through end of February, which straddles two semesters. So it's not really a class. Um, it's more of a volunteer organization. And we start rehearsals for basketball pep band usually um, end of October, last two weeks of October into the beginning of November. And then we play at all the men's and women's home basketball games throughout the season. So if anybody's interested in being in basketball pet band, they just need to get in contact with me. Typically about the beginning of October is when I start to turn the gears on basketball pet band. And they can just simply send me an email that says, hey, I would like to be part of the pet band and then I'll add them to the pet band mailing list and um, they'll just need to come to the rehearsals and and join us. Yeah, they those guys are great. They they are some of my favorite parts of uh, the basketball season. They have a lot of fun. So it's awesome to watch students get so involved. How about for for some of the vocal performance? So in uh, we just have the two choirs and um, mm -hmm. much like concert band for concert choir it's easy to keep in mind you know that when concerts in the title it's mm -hmm. uh it's non-audition you just sign up like you would any other class it's mus 181 uh and all our ensembles are one credit so um you just sign up like you would for biology except mm -hmm. we have more fun than i think you would in <laughs> biology 
<laughs> we won't tell the biology students that. That's all right. Okay, so I have a question for, or not a question, but is there any advice you would give to like a prospective student or any musician such as myself? I play a little piano here and there. Um, would you, is there any advice you would give um, for staying active while we're separated during this quarantine? So regular practice, right, is a part of everything that we, uh, that we preach all the time as, as music teachers. Um, and one of the great things that, that Norm came up with, um, and that I'd really encourage students to even form small groups to do things like this, is for students and faculty to post uh, videos of them, of them practicing. And Norm's got the stats of what uh, the SVSU group actually did, but it's, it was an awesome idea, and uh, it's just been huge for us. That's cool. Yeah, I think um, the important thing is to just continue making music, um, you know, in whatever form that that is, you know, personal practice is, of course, part of it. But I, I, I really don't think any of us um, that have music as part of our lives do it because we really love the sitting in the practice room aspect of it. Although, you know, yes, it's it, it is satisfying and I do enjoy practicing. That's really not, if that was all there was to it, I probably wouldn't be doing it. You know, it's the making music with other people and the connections that you make through through making music. And in this time when we have to be under um, these social distancing guidelines, we just have to get a little bit creative in the way we do these kinds of things and, and the way we reach out to each other and the way that we do projects. And I don't think it's bad. I think it's, it's I think a lot of really great things have come about um, but I would encourage students to just continue doing their own projects. You know, what are you interested in musically and how can you make that happen? Explore technological um, innovations that are coming out, like the acapella app for iPhone, which is a really cool thing that you can play around with, or other video and audio editing things where you can make virtual performances. I mean, the, the internet is flooded with virtual performances right now. You can find all kinds of things. Um, and, and so you just have to get kind of creative uh, on what you wanna do, whether it's, you know, um, recording uh, ensembles with yourself. I played around with the acapella app and made some trombone quartets of myself, <laughs> uh, or whether it's, you know, passing it around to your friends and, and um, putting something together you know, I just encourage students to stay musically active, um, you know, not just performing, but also listening. Use this time to um, listen, listen to music. There is so much content, so much musical content that has been made available to the public at little or no cost through this whole thing. It's really amazing. Um, the amount of material that you can find out there with with just a little bit of internet savvy and you can come up with almost unlimited um, musical examples to listen to and enjoy and so I well, think that I would say I would say too ask you know ask your teacher ask us if you are because you know sometimes you can be just sort of paralyzed because there's so much to listen to mm -hmm. um, I, I know I will be happy to tell you what uh, what some things that uh, that you should be that you should be listening to.
so you you totally stole my thunder there and i appreciate <laughs> it actually we always end our segments with nick's irreverent question of the day day oh sorry i have to do my own uh visuals because amanda will edit it later and make me look funny um she now at the very beginning she, she i promised and and we're not going to do this but both of you having oklahoma roots i want to let you know that amanda made me go and watch that tiger king show <laughs> <laughs> that's why i refer to a scale basket I won't, I'm not going to go there because I know you both have Oklahoma roots, but in, in talking about all the things out there, here's my irreverent question of the day. I am a concert buff. I don't know if you can tell. We're in my, my family man cave down here, and I have a, a poster from just about every show that I've ever attended, and I had some scheduled this summer, so hopefully we're going to get back to that. But I want to know from both of you, I want you to think back, if you had to pick one concert that you've attended in your life that you think was the most... I don't want to say impactful, just just your fondest memory. What would that concert be? And and how would you describe that to a student like Amanda? Tough question, I know. So can it be a piece of theater? Absolutely. That, okay. Absolutely. Anything live. I, I for love me, it. it was the loved, now hated musical Cats uh, that I saw. Um, when I was when I was growing up, it was one of the first uh, shows that I saw, and it's really a concert, honestly, because there's no mm -hmm. dialogue, right? Um, and we saw it at the Fisher Theater in Detroit, and I remember they they actually cut a hole in the roof of the Fisher Theater to get that silly tire that moves up and down uh, through the through the roof. It was it was really something, but um, I still love. The music of cats cannot stand the movie uh that was made but but um you know that that to me that that was a really important uh important thing that i saw growing up that's awesome how about for you norm yeah you know i think i to, to go with one is going to be really hard yeah. so i'm going to go with two i'm going to go with two we allow um, it. It's okay. And breaking all your rules. We're breaking all your rules. I know. One was, <laughs> and I, you know, one was when I was when I was young, when I was in high school, um, the Kansas City Symphony used to do student rush tickets. An hour before the concert, you, as a student, you could go buy a ticket for five dollars. Oh. Wow. And even as a as a high school student, I could usually scam five dollars off of my parents to go to a symphony concert. Mm -hmm. I think they 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 were happy with me doing that on Friday nights than other things they could have been doing, and so I often went with my youth symphony buddies um, to see the Kansas City Symphony multiple times throughout each season and see a variety of repertoire and a variety of conductors and soloists, um, and that was really formative um, for me um, seeing that uh, on a regular basis you know, seeing that live. And, and sometimes, you know, your seats would be way up in the back of the balcony. And sometimes you're down in the second row, staring at the violin player's shoes the whole time. <laughs> um, and it was it was really a, a, a formative um, experience. I think the other one I have to point to is when I was in college at the University of Miami, uh, there was a, you know, the University of Miami has a, a big jazz program. It's one of the top jazz programs in the world. 
And we had a, a guest artist uh, by the name of Duffy Jackson who came in. Duffy Jackson is a percussionist, drum set player, and he was playing drum set. But he, they did an informal, he and the jazz ensemble did an informal concert on the patio, which was this big open area outside our um, student union. And in the middle, so Duffy Jackson's playing drum set with the group. And then in the middle of one tune, he kind of stands up and takes the bass from the bass player and does this amazing bass solo. And so then on the next tune, he um, had the student drummer come back in and he picked up a saxophone and played this amazing saxophone solo. And it was really, um, it was really eye-opening to me about being a well-rounded musician and being able to do multiple things and not being, not pigeonholing yourself. You know, for me, uh, it was about not pigeonholing myself as a classical trombone player. The only thing that I do is play trombone excerpts and lip slurs, but rather to expand and and be interested and curious about all kinds of different musical musical aspects. So I think those for me were were really formative experiences. Very cool. Well, I, I just want to say for both of you, thank you so much for for joining Amanda and I. It was a pleasure to have you come on and, and talk about this. And uh, hopefully I will be back soon to see some of your performances. There's some of my favorite parts of college life and and to, to see the students and be amazed at their talents under your direction, of course, but to be amazed of, of, of some of their talents. It's a, it's a fun part about being part of the campus community. So thank you both so much for joining us. Well, th thank you. All right. Well, take care. And uh, we will see you soon. There we go. Awesome. Amanda, how about you? I, I, I wanted to wait and ask because I didn't want to put you on the spot in front of them. What's your your number one concert? Because you talked about Childish Gambino. I know you're a big Pink Floyd. Oh, yeah. That concert was great. I went yeah. with dad. It was yeah best concert ever. But I would have to say Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett when they went yeah. on their as to her oh my god it gave me it's giving me goosebumps now just thinking about it for me um i love you know norm talked about the the symphony in kansas city um i remember as a college student being a part of my music class getting an assignment to go to the saginaw bay symphony in town and see it and that's still one of my favorite date nights with the wife right now we go every so often she loves it, and uh, it, it's just a great experience. I would have to say, though, I mean, that's my best local one, my best overall. Um, Jackie and I once took a trip to London, and we got to see the Rolling Stones play in Hyde Park with 200,000 people. And when you have 200,000 British people all singing Ruby Tuesday uh, all at once in unison, you kind of, you kind of, you don't forget that kind of stuff. I so. goosebumps. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Well, hey, it was good seeing you. We'll get set up for our next uh, podcast soon. In the meantime, I don't think students out there realize, um, I got to ask, you just finished finals. How'd it go? Good? Let's not go there. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think I did good. <laughs> awesome. I'm sure you did great. I'm, I'm, if not, we'll we'll figure something out. It'll be good. <laughs> All right, Amanda, take care. It was good seeing you. You too. Wash your hands. Bye.
You too.